0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're picking up at the beginning of the first chapter of the Tractate of Eruvin And yesterday we talked about three kinds of spaces or even perhaps even four kinds of spaces. The private house, the courtyard onto which a house opened then the maboi, the the alley into which the courtyard opened and all these domains had the status in terms of carrying of private spaces even though their ownership was um, perhaps semi-public and then we talked about the public street and we looked at a photo of the entrance to an alley and we learned in order to make it even though carrying in the alley from the point of view of uh, din Torah as the Rambam put it was permitted the rabbis insisted that we prepare the alley by putting either a beam above its entrance or a pole on the side of its entrance either a beam above or a pole on the side and we learnt that the beam needed to be less than 20 amot high just like the sukkah roof needed to be less than 20 amot high because if it was higher than 20 amot you might not be conscious of its existence so we learn rabbi yehuda said that the beam is a physical partition but the rabbi seemed to hold that it's not physical it's mental it's a mental reminder that we're walking that we've designated this space of private space, and we don't get the mental hook unless we can actually see the object, and that's why it has to be less than twenty m high. And the Mishnah then continues Hercher Mavoi, the cashering of an alley. How do we casher an alley? Beit Shammai Omrim Lechi vekora. Beit Shammai says a pole and a beam. Beit Hillel Omrim Lechi Ochora. Beit Hillel says either a pole or a beam. We know Beit Shammai are generally stricter. And we know that Rabbi Eliezer, by the way, is completely mad. And so it won't surprise us that Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, L'chayin, he says two poles the halacha is clearly or we know generally the halacha goes according to It's clearly not going to go to rabbi eliezer and then in the name of rabbi ishmael maybe there's a tension here between rabbi ishmael and the later schools because rabbi ishmael is he, he he's some I, I think he's killed by the romans actually he's getting old he, rabbi ishmael is already old by the time of the Hadrianic persecutions, he's killed by the Romans. So we're really thinking back here. Mishum Rabbi Ishmael in the time of Rabbi Ishmael, Amar Rabbi Akiva. One student stated in front of Rabbi Akiva. Now Rabbi Akiva's also killed by in 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 the Hadrianic persecutions. But he's an, the next generation along, right? So we are listening to the older than new here, and the um. I think the Rambam says in his commentary on this Mishnah that this student, one student stated in front of Rabbi Akiva, the Rambam says this student was Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Meir, by the way, is sort of halfway between those two generations. So Rabbi Meir is the link. Maybe anyway, so one student, Amar Talmidechad, one student said, Lifnei Rabbi Akiva, they didn't disagree concerning an alley that was less than four cubits wide, so that's about two meters wide by the way this this alley here let's go back to that photo. Let's go back to that photo. This photo, by the way, was taken in um, in Marrakesh, where the, it's a medi- very old medieval town. It feels a little bit like, you know, the kind of towns that, where the Mishnah might have been. And these alleys are about two metres wide, actually. They're mainly about two metres wide. So they are about four amot. That's an interesting correlation with the, the kind of the language of the Mishnah. Anyway, this student, perhaps Rabbi Meir said, they didn't disagree about an alley that was less than four cubits. So less than about two meters. That could be made either with a pole or a beam. But they did agree with one that was wider than four cubits and narrower than 10. Why narrower than 10? Well, we already learned in the first Mishnah that it has to be narrower than 10. Beit Shammai then says both a pole and a beam and Beit Hillel say either a pole or a beam. Amar Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, So Rabbi Akiva is going to throw out Rabbi Yishmael. Here you can feel a little bit the tension between the old and the new. Rabbi Akiva says, no, 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 no. They disagreed on both cases. And of course, we're going to hold like Beit Hillel. what kind of beam do we need what the the beam they were talking about it's got to be wide enough to hold an ariach what's an ariach an ariach is a, basically it's a word for a small brick and actually the mishnah expects you not to know this because actually the Mishnah explains, "Ve'ariach, what's, what's an Ariach? Chazi levenashel shloshat vachem, it's half of a brick, of a three hands breadth." And the Mishnah continues, "Daya la korach itehirachava tefach kadele kabel Ariach ko it's enough for the crossbeam to be one hands breadth wide." Let's just have a look at this Ariach and let's just see what it means. I found you an Ariach or I found you a Roman. Roman bricks came in different sizes, by the way, but the only one that seemed to be like three Tfachem is a type called a Basalis. Which is about kind of 20 to 25 centimeters square. And I, I picked this one because it's exactly, it's exactly 24 centimeters square. And a hand breadth, a hand's breadth, the tefach is just about eight centimeters. So this one is three hand breadths square, just like the Mishnah says, the Ariach, sorry, the Ariach is half of one of these bricks. So we're gonna split the brick into two and we're gonna make it rectangular. But it starts off square, right? It starts off three hands breadth square. And look, here are some, here's, a, some, uh, here's a whole set of Roman bricks, actually, with different size which were excavated in Spain. And they seem to be from the second century. So these are from the times of the Mishnah, right? You can see, by the way, Roman bricks are much flatter than the bricks we have today. And that's characteristics. But if you just Google Roman brickwork, you'll see that it's all made of these flat bricks. But the collection here is nicely um, punctu- it's nicely diversified. It's a diverse and inclusive collection. And some, most of them are square, like the brick we saw from the British Museum. But you'll see that some of them have been cut into half. And it seems, Googling the internet, that they used quite often to cut their bricks into half. So maybe the ones in the middle are... Equivalent to the ones that the Mishnah are talking about. In other words, uh, a three-three hands breadth square brick, but cut into half. So if it starts three by three, it's going to end up one and a half by three. Let's let's go back to the Mishnah. Now. So HaKorah Sheamru Rachabah Kabel Ariach. It's got to be wide enough to hold an Ariach, and Ariach is half a three by three. Brick and the Dayala Korashit Hey Rachabat Tefach. It's enough for the cross beam to be one hand's breadth wide to hold an Ariach. Well, an Ariach is going to be one and a half by three, so a little bit fatter, a little bit fatter than a one hand breadth beam. But you can imagine if you're putting a brick on top of a beam. A little bit can stick out on either side. And the commentators actually say, well, you know, maybe you can add a little plaster to make it stick. But we can all see that you could put a one and a half, a one and a half tefach brick on top of a one tefach beam and it wouldn't fall off. It'd be pretty secure. Of course, it has to be strong. Or, Well, we could ask, does it have to be strong? And that's the fourth Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Rehava, its width kabel Ariach. It's got to be wide enough to hold an Ariach. le kabel Ariach. It's got to be strong enough to support a half brick. The Rambam actually says it's got to be strong enough to support a permanent structure. Rabbi Yudah says, af al pish Rabbi Yudah says. If it's wide enough, it doesn't have to be strong enough. And the Rambam is going to come back and say, as we might expect, the Ain Halacha Huda. The Halacha does not go according to Rabbi Huda. And he confirms strong enough. It means strong enough to, re- to receive the Ariach. That is to say, strong enough to bear the weight and not break. In other words, this beam, this beam at the top, of the entrance into the Mavoi, it's a proper beam, or proper enough anyway, to hold a serious amount of weight. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.